What's up, Internet? This is another edition of your favorite podcast, Cut the Shit, Get Fit. I'm your lovely host, Rafael Matuszewski, and this is... I'm feeling like it might be a rant of a episode, but we'll see where it goes. Um, I'm going to go shout-outs. Um, number one, all the way in the state of Vermont. Shout out to everyone in Burlington listening to my show. Super cool. Um, number two, all the way in Alberta, Canada, a city called Ludeck. Hopefully I said that correctly. You guys are not too far off from Edmonton, so shout out to everyone in Edmonton listening to my show as well. Um, and number three, I'm going to mispronounce it for sure. It's Riyadh in Saudi Arabia. Shout out to everyone in Saudi Arabia listening to my show. That is freaking cool. Um, okay. What we are going to talk about today is should you be squatting ass to grass? Now, I've been in this industry for a long time. 10 years, 11 years, I can't remember. And I've always heard that, no, you should not squat past 90 degrees. It's bad for your knees. And it bugged me to a certain point because I'm like, well, why? Why can't I squat past 90 degrees? Like, you see children able to deep squat. You see some athletes able to deep squat. Powerlifters, Olympic weightlifters can deep squat. So, like, what, what gives? So I went through a rabbit hole recently of figuring out why. And it all stemmed from this one doctor, I think back in the 50s, if I can remember correctly, was trying to figure out why so many Americans were having knee issues. And he did a bunch of studies to prove that loaded barbell back squats um, going ass to grass was the cause. And the way he did it was he created some mechanical apparatus to place the knees of the participants in those flex positions that you'd go into a deep squat and place similar loads onto the ACL and MCL. And he figured out that, yes, when you use my apparatus, the ACL and MCL have huge amount of forces put into them, and that's the reason why people have been getting knee issues in their ACL and MCL by doing deep um, astrograss back squats. Now, flash forward to the 80s, People have disproved in research his theory, but for some reason, people are still alluding to the fact that, no, you shouldn't be um, squatting ass to grass at all. And it's interesting to see stuff like this, 
where it's proven in research or disproven in research and people are still blindly following advice from their coaches or whoever. Like, this thing got so big that even in high schools, weightlifting programs back in the day, they eliminated squatting past 90 degrees completely. Like, people avoided it like the plague. And people still do today, which is weird because it's been like over 50 years. (laughs) Like, come on. Um... So let's chat about what actually happens in a deep squat. So when you look at research where they actually test how much load is placed um, on the ACL, for example. So when you actually squat with a weight on your back, like a barbell back squat, the first fourth of your squat has the most um, force being generated through your ACL. And it's usually just 25% of the load that you have. So I'm like, okay, that's like nothing. Um, And then when you get into, I believe if I can remember correctly, around that 90 degree mark, that's where the MCL gets its most load. And then after that, nothing and then it's not until you get back to those same points in the ascending fashion of your squat where you know the MCL and ACL get kicked with a little bit of force so that being said this whole notion of you shouldn't be squatting ass to grass is a little silly to me because you know you can definitely get to that point and know safely that you're not fucking up your shit, right? It's so interesting to me that people don't keep up with the literature for stuff when it comes to their bodies. And it's something as simple as, like, should I squat nice and low? And you know that, like, the last couple episodes we were talking about tibial rotation in the knee the foot, we talked about the ankle before, we've talked about the hips a bunch a bunch of times. And all those three things are needed in order to squat ass to grass. Alright, so I was talking about this the other day with someone like back in the 50s whenever this whole no squatting ass to grass thing started. Right? Now you have all these people in a nation that is gearing towards being one of the most unhealthy um, countries for obesity, um, going from you know squatting ass to grass to only squatting to 90, and then you look at the North American hip, it just doesn't want to squat past 90 degrees. Meanwhile, you have everyone in Asia who deep squat every single day to cook, to eat, to take a shit, like whatever it is. Like they can squat because they practice that movement pattern. They don't ever stop it. So your body goes, oh shit, you need to squat deep. So I'm going to make sure that this shit works nice, as I'm quoting Spina, um, to ensure that you can squat deep. 
but now you have an entire country that doesn't practice that because they have this idea that, oh, if I squat past parallel, my knees are going to fucking explode onto the gym floor. And it's kind of interesting now seeing when um, Americans will go to physiotherapy or Cairo, whatever it is, a lot of their hip sockets have adapted to that stress to not go past 90 degrees. Again, this is just like information spewing out. I'm not saying that's the end-all, be-all. Um, anyway, um, kind of going back to what we know so far, when you don't practice movement and you don't give feedback to your joint of what it's supposed to be doing, you lose that ability. So if you want to start squatting ass to grass, you have a lot of work ahead of you to make sure you have the prerequisites. Um, But the whole point of this story is that there's a lot, a lot of stuff in my industry that um, will seem, you know, true because on the surface level, it might make sense. Like, yeah, don't pass 90 degrees when you squat because it's bad for your knees. Like, people can, like, hear that. I'm like, yeah, I think I get that. Yeah, totally. But asking yourself the why, you know? Um, It's so interesting when I get people that are not in my industry and they start, I want to say arguing, but... Yeah, let me let's say arguing. They they just have a different opinion about what I think would be best for them. And it's interesting that we live in a day and age where you know we have like Google, and everyone's a Google researcher now, or better yet, um, a Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube researcher, compared to you know people who've been in the industry for a decade or more. Or on top of that, you know, the researchers in the strength and conditioning world that have been in the industry of figuring out why shit works for like 20 plus years. And then you have these Google, Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube researchers that, you know, research a topic for an hour and feel that they're adequate to have an opinion is kind of interesting to me because it would be equivalent to because like you know what I know a little bit about anatomy you know like I know a few things and say I had to get surgery on my spine and the surgeon comes in after looking at an x-ray MRI whatever thing he decides to use to determine what's the best strategy for my surgery and goes, you know what, Mr. Matuszewski, because in my head everyone knows how to say my last name perfectly, um, looking at your charts and your whatever, I think the best approach to your issue is a posterior approach to, you know, fix your back pain. And I go, you know what? No, I I think an anterior approach would be better because I read statistically on Google that most anterior approaches to this spinal issue has a higher chance. And 
it almost sounds idiotic for you to do that to a surgeon that's probably been practicing for 20 years and has actually gone into people's bodies with a scalpel more than you've ever, again, I don't know, deboned a chicken or something. I don't know. Um, it's kind of crazy to me. But, like, any other topic is... Like, here's a good example, and I'd probably get flack for it, but this whole COVID thing, right? Like, there's so many people's opinions about it online. And then what's interesting is, like, reading the comments of people that are um, on the fence that COVID's not real and it's not a real disease. Meanwhile, you have people in this world that have been studying bacteria, pathogens, disease for like 30 years. And then this one person on Facebook that, you know, watched a four-minute video on Facebook saying that COVID's actually not real. Like, it kind of, it kind of questions the integrity of, of the human race when it comes to making educational guesses. But I think for the most part, when it comes to knowing how things work in this world, it's safe to say that research is probably the best way to do it. And when people argue about research, and I'm like, well, tell me a different way to figure out how things work in this world. There is no other system other than research, right? So it's, it's tough to have a conversation with someone that doesn't respect the fact that research has been around for hundreds of years and people have dedicated their entire lives to a certain topic or um, area of science, you know, and then you have people that have read a couple articles or watched a YouTube show of someone else's opinion and not actually supported by fact and science and tell you you're wrong. So where am I going with this? Squatting ass to grass is not a bad thing as long as you have the prerequisites for it. But I went down that whole tangent is because a lot of people will say they even get to a point where they read the research on squatting below 90. What they're going to do is find a research paper, aka Google, and if they actually click a long ass report, they're going to scroll down to the conclusion and make sure it supports their point, where they probably have done thousands upon thousands of different uh, squatting um, research papers, and you only choose one that supports your opinion, which is kind of crazy to me. But... You know, I can, like, go on forever on this, but, um, yeah, I'm going to end it there. So, hit the show notes, add me on Facebook, on Instagram, um, give me a five-star review. Tell me how amazing this show is, um, so we can reach more people and help them. And if you have any questions, feel free to reach out. And I am always here to help you guys. So thank you, thank you, thank you. Until next time.